All right, welcome everybody to our first episode of our new podcast. Yeah, welcome to the Casual Auteur Movie Podcast. The Casual Podcast <laughs> for casual movie lovers. Um, nice. We have been wanting to do this for like a really long time now. Yeah. Uh, we've been talking about it. I've known Jacob um, for... A little bit over a year. We moved in together last year. Um, randomly, I was really scared. Um, and it turned out that I should have been. Um, <laughs> yeah, I've always thought that it was fate that brought us together. Yeah. You know? Random room placements yeah. and we paired together. Yeah, we're now we're doing a podcast Absolute together. nerds. That's so, right. <laughs> um, no, but we both love movies a lot. Um, that was something that made us friends, um, which I guess brings us... To making a podcast because we want to make more friends. Um, and so, yeah, um, a little bit about myself. Um, my name is Jackson, and I'm a computer science student currently. Um, but more interestingly, um, I work at a climbing gym. I like to play music. I have a dog. Um, man, I think that's... I think that does it right there. I think that's what everyone would want to know that about me anyway. Up. So all right, well, I'm I'm Jacob. I'm also a student currently, and I'm studying industrial engineering. Uh, and I love movies, and I'm so excited to be here doing this finally. Oh yeah, no doubt. Um, it's unfortunate that the circumstances that gave us the time to do this yeah. were definitely the coronavirus. Um, yeah. But, you know, we're making the best of it. We're socially distancing. Jacob right is on the other side of the room. Yep, that's right. Um, we're not kissing each other on the cheeks today. So, <laughs> Sadly. Yeah, we'll get back to that in no time. Okay, we? yeah. <laughs> but anyhow, yeah, so um, I think it's important to uh, definitely give you a disclaimer that neither of us have any idea what we're talking about. Um, <laughs> we are not, we have no experience with creating films, working with films, reviewing films. We have no credentials. Um, yeah, we just, I think we're just two dudes who love movies. Absolutely. Yeah. It can't get any worse. <laughs> um, two more pretentious opinions. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyhow, no, we love movies a lot. Um, and we want to put our thoughts out there and yeah, I think we're just, we're hoping to give you guys um, an opinion that you can trust because trust that I know because I know that you read some of these reviews online and um, they can be pretty wordy, pretty complex, dive into some really deep things that go over my head. I know at Absolutely. least and I just can't relate to these reviews. And I'm just like, I do I want to see this movie or not? You know, and hopefully we give a little bit more of a simplified and, you know, hopefully you trust what we say because you know us. Yeah, or even if you don't trust us and it's just food for thought and you hear another opinion, mm -hmm. um, you know, that's that's all we really hope for. So that being said, that kind of brings us into like what our goal is with this podcast. And obviously with all of the pandemic stuff going on right now, um, which I think it's necessary to say, I hope that everyone is doing okay. Yeah, um, stay safe, stay healthy. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, just we're going to make it through this, you know. This, yeah. is, this is just another thing that it's real life, you know. Yeah. So, um, but anyhow, so our plans for the show, um, 
for now, just because we're not going to be able to go to the movies and we shouldn't be going to the movies, um, we're going to be reviewing classics. Um, and I think that it's important to say that these are going to be more like discussions rather than reviews because these movies, uh, some of them that we're going to be talking about, um, they've been out for a really long time and they've had a lot of time to affect us individually and culturally um yeah um and everything that really has been said about these movies has been yeah said, we're just kind so. of we're not great you know we're not breaking any ground here yeah. we're kind of just reiterating um mm-hmm. or maybe you know you're just hearing it from someone you either know or whatever mm-hmm. um but yeah so like i said we're gonna give them scores but i don't think that that's the purpose of them right. whereas eventually whenever we can go back to the theater when we whoop that ass on the the Rona. <laughs> um, Jesus Christ. Um, we're going to be going to the theater um, to review new releases and giving probably shorter um, and more review-like epi- you know, episodes mm-hmm. or takes. Yeah, and I think there'll be more first reactions. For sure. Yeah, we yeah. don't want to let it sit for too long. We just kind of want to give you what we thought right yeah, away. Yeah, absolutely. Which, like... Actually, I mean, I guess we can we can go ahead and tell them what we're going to do. Um, what are we going to talk about, Jacob? We're going to be talking about Fight Club. Yep, we're going to do it. Yep. I'm sorry. The Probably one of the most overquoted um, movies of all time. Yeah, uh, a movie that... Well, I guess we, we'll get into it later. Yeah. But uh, I'm excited to be doing this movie. Yeah, me too, for sure. So, um, yeah, that's, that's kind of our goals. Uh, and I guess... Th- why don't we just start talking about freaking Fight Club? Dude? Okay, so Fight Club was released in 1999. The director was David Fincher. It, you know, it really was a great year. Yeah. I looked into it, and there were some amazing movies that came out that year. Let me just... Fight Club, The Matrix, Blair Witch, Sixth Sense, The Phantom Menace, a classic. Oh. The greatest Star Wars movie. <laughs> Toy Story 2, The Iron Giant, Green Mile, The Mummy, and Tarzan. Wow. What a year for movies. I think I was one. I actually read an article, and they considered 1999 as one of the, like, ten greatest years of movies Yeah, I ever. mean, I remember it all like it was yesterday. You know, Y2K. <laughs> That's right. Uh, <laughs> I was actually, I'm glad, I'm so proud to be born that year. Oh, yeah. It all makes sense. Okay, oh, yeah. so, Fight Club stars Edward Norton, Brad Pitt, and Helena Bonham Carter, and it also features a young Jared Leto. Yeah, a young... Blonde yeah, a young Jared blonde, Leto. Blonde, um, very fit... Um, Jared Leto. Yes, very fit. They're all very fit in this movie. Yeah. Um, so yeah, a, a quick plot synopsis without... I think I think we'll go ahead and give a spoiler warning. I mean, this yeah. movie's been out forever. We're going to be talking about everything. So yeah. if you haven't seen Fight Club, like literally we just said we were movie lovers and neither of us had seen Fight Club until yesterday. Yeah. Um, yes. But hey, that's the point of the podcast. We that's right. Yeah. More exposure, you know? Exactly. Um, but anyhow... Yeah, so, spoiler alert, we're talking about everything, um, we're not pulling any punches, so... No, yeah, we're going, it's a deep dive. Yeah, this is Fight Club. This is <laughs> <laughs> rule number one about and Fight we're Club. we're talking about it. Oh, we're breaking the first rule. <laughs> um, anyhow, so yeah, uh, Fight Club is about, um, I, I hate to say he's a nameless man. A he's, lot the of, nar- he's the narrator. A lot of people refer to him as the narrator. Yeah. Um, a man that has kind of 
the life that most of us have to look forward to, I yeah. think. I, yeah, I would say so. Um, he goes to work every day. He's an insomniac, which I guess not a lot of... That's like an actual serious psychological disorder. Yeah. Like, this, we do not and, have that to yeah. look forward to. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, so he's got insomnia and he winds up going to support groups to find ways to sleep. And that leads him to crying his eyes out um, against man boobs. And <laughs> yeah, that allows him to sleep. It seems like he's just trying to find a release. Yeah. And somehow he's just... The way it starts off, it makes him seem like he's just bored with everyday life. Yeah. Like everything is so mundane to him. The monotony of consumer capitalism. Exactly. Um, and he he can't... He's so bored by his life and so, I mean, disgusted in a way that he... He can't sleep at night. Yeah. And so he um, he winds up meeting this more reckless version of himself named Tyler Durden, who's played by Brad Pitt. Um, and they wind up getting close, and Tyler Durden kind of brings the narrator out of his life um, after his apartment explodes. Um, and they start um, kind of spiraling, I guess you could say. Out of control? Yeah, they Mm -hmm. start, they create a fight club for other males um, to come and fight each other. And I think that that gives them kind of... A release. The release they're looking for or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, And it the movie continues to develop more and more into um, Tyler essentially creating a... um, a terrorist organization. Yeah. Um, and, uh, we'll talk more in depth about these plot points in like kind of our thoughts, Mm -hmm. but, um, just to wrap it up, I guess the movie winds up kind of, kind of, uh, flipping itself on its head. Yeah, it does. And, and I think the reason it's become such a cult classic is because of the twist ending. Yeah. You know, that's, that's a big thing with, cult classics at least is that it has some crazy twist ending yeah um and this movie is is kind of brutal it's grimy oh it's, yeah i love it i mean it's it's it definitely is defined by the era in which it was made yeah there's a lot of things that screams 90s like the 90s pop culture the 90s music which is so important for a film mm-hmm. like this to be doing um yeah. But yeah, in the end, you find out that it was all the narrator. The Tyler Durden is the narrator, um, and he winds up um, pulling off unknowingly um, one of a, a, a pointless terrorist act. He destroys the credit card unions. Yeah, um, the the building. He's, he he says that it's going to bring economic balance yeah. back to the world, which I mean doesn't really make a lot of sense. It doesn't but, have to make sense. You get, yeah, we I get, think you the get point the idea. was made. Yeah. So yeah, that's just a very, I know that was very not organized. That was a very just brief plot, plot overview, sorry, um, for those of you that maybe haven't seen it. Um, but yeah, so I guess let's just talk about how it made us feel. Um, I think that the, the one thing that stood out to me the most in the beginning mm-hmm. um, was that all of us definitely have a Tyler Durden um, yeah, it's he's he's almost like a projection of these kind of dark desires that 
people have, or not even necessarily dark desires, yeah. just these these desires to step out of conformity. Oh yeah, for me it was like I know that like I'm in school right now and I have aspirations f- to be a part of this society or whatever. But like, there's so many parts of me that like want to just drop everything and like be mm-hmm. creative and like you know just. There are all these parts of me that want to step outside of what I would be if there weren't these, like, these, like, boundaries placed on us by society. Um, And so, yeah, I think that that was something that really resonated with me watching this is I was like, wow, this is just like the narrator is watching Tyler Durden. And he's like an expression of who he could be if he would just in Tyler. Let go. Yeah. yeah, In Tyler Durden's words, you know, have the balls to do it. Yeah. Um, you know, he, we all, me, me, I had that kind of feeling, that whole movie of like this, you know, like this is a projection of what I would want to be. Obviously not yeah. like pissing in people's soup. Yeah. And serving the I mean, Tyler Durden, Brad, Brad Pitt's character is totally out there. I mean, oh, yeah. they're complete opposites when they first meet, but you see that Brad Pitt starts bringing Tyler or bringing Edward Norton's character towards oh, yeah. him oh, and yeah. they start drawing together For and you start sure. seeing a lot of similarities between them. Absolutely. Um, and yeah, I think that another thing that kind of stuck out to me was how the film dealt with masculinity. Um, and I think that that's kind of overplayed by this sense of like, Oh, well like this normal desk job life of having this dude drop paperwork on my desk every day tasks Mm -hmm. for me to get done day in day out wearing the same um you know like the same tie you know just like being involved in that consumer culture when you leave work the only thing that makes you you know like feel anything i guess is um buying more things participating in hobbies that are kind of designed to just make you feel like you're not part of this like machine but it's all part of the machine the work is part of the machine the hobbies like it's all just gearing you towards participating in you know the 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 capitalism um yeah and you see that that once he leaves his work the only thing that brings him any kind of satisfaction is buying things absolutely is buying i mean he he what they like his Ikea furniture collection yeah. in his house that uh-huh. he keeps, he just keeps buying things. And the first thing that Tyler Durden does, Brad Pitt's character is blow up all of that stuff. Yeah. Um, which is really, um, really symbolic of, you know, the narrator starting to let go of that life because yeah. all of his stuff that defined who he was is now gone. Yeah. I mean, it's like, like Brad Pitt said, absolutely. All the things that you own eventually start to own you. Yeah. Um, and that, in I, to me, that's like everything that we have in life, like mm-hmm. our possessions, like I said, our hobbies, it's all geared towards keeping us, um, on path with whatever it is that we're supposed to do to uphold whatever it is in this country that's been created for us to uphold, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I kind of went off, <laughs> I went off the rails there. <laughs> I was talking about masculinity. Um, but yeah, it, this movie deals primarily with males. Um, Mm -hmm. and I don't, I, I can't really, I can't really comment on that because I don't really know what, well, it, it starts, I mean, like back before Edward Norton's character meets Brad Pitt's character, 
they he starts going to these groups of men who have been I mean they're literally they had testicular cancer mm-hmm. and they've um they've lost that masculine masculinity and some of them have started to like even you know turn into women that, yeah the guy who's growing female breasts yeah. yeah it's um I mean I don't know he's just I don't know yeah I mean it's it's I think one thing to take from it is definitely that like office life is so depressive that like we only feel alive when we're punching someone in the balls repeatedly um, or fighting other people in the bottom of a, you know, of a, a, bar. a bar or a strip yeah. club or whatever. I mean, like, that's kind of the point is that I, I, I feel like the movie was trying to say, like, s- something about, like, this is what males how they release or something like that, which I don't really agree with. Yeah. I don't know if it was trying to say something about, um, like aggression yeah. or this animalistic Definitely nature. Anger. And yeah. I, I don't know if I personally am associating that with like, I guess, toxic masculinity or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I definitely think the fact that the movie had entirely, you know, like it was all males participating in this. Yeah. I mean, there's only one female character in the entire movie and that's yeah. Marla. Right. And her, purpose I felt like was to kind of like show the protagonist that like this is everything he went through just to accept the fact that he was into this woman yeah like he did all of that mm -hmm. just to accept the fact that he was into this woman yeah and I mean that might be one of the reasons why I was so divisive when it came out yeah this was not a very well received movie when it released oh was it really not the critics didn't love it Yeah, and now look at the massive following. Yeah, it's it has. insane. That's not the. I, that's it's weird seeing it. You know, okay, I can't quick maths. Okay, twenty one years ago, I'm twenty two. So, you know, watching this movie twenty one years after it came out was my first time seeing it. No bias. I loved it. Yeah, I absolutely I, loved it. Well, I think that part of the the love that people have for this movie has come over time because mm-hmm. of how society has changed. Yeah, and which is what a piece of art should do. Exactly. Yeah. Um. And I just want to talk about like some of the technical things in the movie, yeah. the way it was filmed. Yeah. Um, I know that there were some shots specifically that really resonated with me. Like, for example, when he first meets Brad Pitt's character, there's a scene right after they have their first fight in the back of the bar, you remember? Mm-hmm. They're walking to Brad Pitt's house for the first time, and Brad Pitt is walking in the street, in the, like in the gutter, walking through the water, and Edward Norton's walking on the sidewalk yeah. next to him. And I thought that that was really symbolic to their relationship at the time, because... Dude. Brad Pitt was walking through the sewer, you know, reckless in the street, and Edward Norton's, you know, conforming onto the sidewalk. You yeah, know what I, mean? I, I, I didn't even notice that. Yeah, you're I, brilliant. You're something I, else. I made that note when I was watching. I was like, I'm about to drop right a here. banger in oh, the, yeah. in the podcast. <laughs> Wars. <laughs> no, but also the way that they, uh, the movie was almost it was kind of meta in some. It was very self aware. Meta. It was so meta. Yeah. <laughs> No, they... He's extremely self-aware. The way that they spliced Brad Pitt's character into, like, scenes... Yeah. Into a single frame in the start of the movie. Yeah. When Edward Norton's just kind of dred- dredging through his boring, mundane life. Yeah. And then you see a shot of, like... You can't even tell what it is, but if you know the movie, you know that it's a single frame of Brad Pitt off uh-huh. in the background. Yeah. And I think that it's just... It's... it. 
they, they talk about it later in the movie. I mean, they literally reference it, how Brad Pitt works at a movie theater and how he splices different film together. Right. <laughs> but I think different that it, film. <laughs> <laughs> I think that they, it also could represent, you know, while he's going through this mundane life, he like has this urge in the back of his head. And that's what, that's what he's seeing. He's seeing these little flashes of Brad yeah, Pitt, absolutely. like this, this other side of him, these little flashes. Of yeah. Him. Which yeah. is crazy because like, like I said, like we've all got a Tyler Durden. Like I, mm-hmm. I can't tell you how many situations in life that, there's a way that I think Jackson would react, but this Jackson that I'm kind of forced, I hate to say forced, I sound like, when you, you conformist man, you know, I sound like, you know, but yeah. like this person that I kind of have to be, um, I can't react that way, you know, like mm-hmm. working on group projects, sometimes you just want to like scream at someone and say like, why? Like, why yeah. can't you just do this? Why can't you just like contribute? you know but like you're kind of forced to be like i think it would be very professional and helpful (laughs) and it's like you know this is you know i don't know i guess i guess i'm talking more about being polite to people (laughs) that's kind of a really yeah i think well i think this movie is like a an exaggeration of these for sure i mean nobody want i mean some people do but most 99 percent of people don't want to start a terrorist organization and tear down society uh I don't know. I mean, well, okay, ninety percent of people. I'm speaking for myself. I'm sorry. No, I have no interest in joining terrorist organizations. Yeah. Um, um, but no, yeah, I, 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 I appreciate that you noticed that because I think I, I think that mm-hmm. that was a really interesting. Point. Yeah, and I think that this whole movie is just him. His character arc is is interesting because it's not. I feel like it's almost like a circle to me because the the way I the way I saw it because. He starts at this boring, mundane, you know, invo- like totally consumed in commercial capitalism. And then he starts to release and mm-hmm. follows Brad Pitt. And as soon as he realizes that Brad Pitt is just a, uh, manifestation, a manifestation of himself. of himself, he realizes that it's, it's wrong and that he doesn't like that part of himself. Well, I think, I yeah. think that's what the movie is trying to portray. And then kind of at the end, he, he kills that part of himself. Like he, yeah. he said, I don't know if. Brad Pitt is actually dead or if that part of him's gone or if he's just subduing that part of himself. Yeah. But he kind of makes the full circle back to around to where this is wrong. I need to go back to society. And that's why he tries to, he tries to undo get rid of the bomb. Yeah. Whatever undo. he can do. Exactly. Yeah. Well, it's, it's crazy that you mentioned circles because, um, that makes me think of like the whole Carl Jung thing of like, you know, people are just circles. He thinks of people, as uh, he draws a diagram of a snake chasing its own tail and Mm -hmm. it it just says that people are constantly growing into themselves yeah um and i think this movie deals a little bit with like being born again especially in some strange symbolism yeah you're right for some reason this word makes many males uncomfortable but we're gonna say it the burns on their hands look like vaginas yeah they did it was a I mean, that, that symbolism is used a lot to represent being born, born again, again, and that's yeah. exactly what happened to Edward Yeah, Yes, he character. literally is, like, Tyler Durden is burning his hand with chemicals, and he says, like, oh, man, I don't remember exactly what he said, but something like, you, you just have to let go to to be born again or something that's like right, that. That's right, yeah. Um, like, you have to feel the pain to be born again. Yeah, and he's, mm-hmm. like, trying to, Tyler, the narrator is trying to focus on his happy place while he's, his hand is literally being chemically burned, and yeah. Tyler's slapping him, saying, no accept it face it and let it go and like it's almost like 
a born again situation, and then you find other people throughout the movie with the same burns on their it's hands, like, specifically the, yeah. the beautiful um, Jared Leto. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, he's not beautiful after. Uh, after Jordan he's still beautiful after he's punched. Him I will claim that. Yeah, that man can do whatever he wants. He, um, he, yeah, he is a national treasure. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of coronavirus, Jared Leto allegedly was on a was on a um, yeah I've heard a two week retreat meditating in the desert. Yeah. And then the world collapsed, and then he came back and checked his phone and said, "Oh shit!" And then went right back to the desert. <laughs> Turned right back around and I left. Too. I don't. If I had that much money, I he mean, learned something from this movie. Yeah, he did. <laughs> I mean, if I had that much money, I saw that Cristiano Ronaldo, or uh, Cristiano Ronaldo, bought an island for his family. Yeah, during that's hey, what are you, we're talking about Five Club, and here are these capitalist monsters. That's that... right. <laughs> Anyways, um, but anyhow, well, that I... actually relates to these movie stars and athletes. That relates to one of the things that Brad Pitt said in the in the basement of like where they they had Fight Club was. What did he say? He was like. Um, we're all told to watch TV and we all see, or we're all told that we're going to become actors and movie stars and rock stars and athletes. And we're all slowly figuring out that we're not. And we're really pissed off about yeah, it. We're pissed off about yeah. it. Yeah. And then they, they find their release yeah. and not only hitting each other, but just violence. Being, yeah. Violence, you know, but like the thing about the violence was it was never just senseless violence. It was always one of the, one of the rules of fight club was if somebody taps out or passes right. out, you stop, you know, it was never, just senseless violence. Of, right. Well, you know. and that's what I love about this movie, too, is that it kind of accurately depicts violence in a way. In a way. It's definitely stylized. Yeah. Like, it's very grunge. It's very, like, It is bloody. very grunge, yeah. Um, but, you know, uh, there's no such thing as senseless violence. I mean, like, there's always, if you look behind any act of violence, there's something going on. Yo, you're, um, yeah, you're right. And so, you know, because we're just... You know, whether it be, if you look at toddlers, like I wanted the toy. So yeah, I'd beat my brother's ass. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> um, or whatever it may be, you know, like there's no, in, in my opinion, there's no such thing as like, you know, um, people hurting each other without at least some kind of, it, the, the cause could be stupid. The motive could be totally stupid, mm-hmm. but you know, no one just punches someone for no damn reason. Even if there's no damn reason, there's yeah. still a reason well, because there's, you know. Yeah. And I think that. One of the interesting things about the movie was the release wasn't just for the people who were winning the fight. Like, there's a scene where the the owner of the bar finds them down there and yeah. comes down and beats up Brad Pitt, and Brad Pitt's loving laughing. it. He's lo- yeah, he's laughing at it. Well, and I think he's trying to show the guy, too, like, hey, this is why we're doing this, yeah, you know? Yeah, But I could be wrong. But, um, but well, also, what I liked about the scene where they're fighting in the basement, and mm-hmm. then the owner of the bar comes down and says, what are you guys doing? I'm not making any money off this. That... You know, whether this was the intention or not, that just reiterated the theme of the movie to me. I was like, yeah, here's these people finally living. And then here comes the capitalism creeping back in. Yeah. Come downstairs and say, I'm not, I'm not gaining from this. You can't, you you know, and of course they're using, there's, there's semantics. They're using his facility, obviously in the world we live in, he should have been. (laughs) I mean, yeah, this movie is very... I mean, I can see how it almost could be radicalized. Yeah, like, people it's, could, it's hyperbole. Yeah, yeah. And I see exactly why it's a cult classic, because especially in the time it came out, there was a lot of people who were feeling this type of yeah. way. And um, I think that feeling has grown in people. And I mean, I can see how people would think it was a dangerous movie and a very divisive movie. Oh, yeah. Because some people are like, 
this is this is kind of terrible. Well, that brings me back to the some of the movies that you mentioned when we were starting. Yeah. The Matrix is the exact way. It, yeah. The Matrix as the Matrix asks like, what happens if you wake up? Exactly. Like what happens? You know, I mean, like, and in that case, that you wake up and there's killer robots that are harvesting your life matter for energy or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, uh-huh. no, I completely agree with you. I mean, like, it is dangerous whenever you do have such a grasp on how people live their lives, um, to ask the question, like, what if I went against this? Mm -hmm. Not necessarily went against this, but like, what if I just didn't show up to work every day the way that they expected me to? Right. You know, like, what if, what if I just lived the way that, you know, my exaggerated free spirit self would want to live? The, the, you know, I think that ultimately, ultimately what's important and what I took from this is like, it reminded me to find balance, like listen to my side. That's like, Hey, mm-hmm. you know, don't, don't get, don't grow up in the American sense you know, when you're a child, you're told that you're special and you're all these things and that you're going to do something unique and that you can do whatever you want when you put your mind to it. And then you grow up and you do not much of that. Most people don't. Yeah. They get hobbies. They get a decent paying job. They go to work every day. They go do their hobbies. They go home, they sleep and they repeat. They kind of get in that flow, Mm -hmm. which there's nothing wrong with that. But I think that it's just what this movie has taught me as a young male, um, is just to maybe listen. Jeez. Uh, (laughs) You okay? (laughs) I don't know. I'm just, it's really good. (laughs) Um, no, but just kind of listen to both sides. Like, stay in stay in between whatever it is that this, these exaggerated ends of whatever this man was experiencing in this film like just try to yeah. find the middle ground yeah fine and that's maybe what the ending is showing when he yeah. when he kills Brad Pitt is that and he saw, he's he, finding he awakes he yeah. really awakes yeah and it's not i think the movie's saying that you know people have these crazy radical thoughts of leaving their job and you know um, doing what they want to do, but there's this, there's the balance where you, you do your job, but you also have the things that you want to do, you know, and you don't just focus to one side or the other, you know, you have a nice balance, like you said. Right. And I think that's important. Yeah, for sure. I mean, if we're, if we're going to make it in this world that we've built, I think it's, you know, Mm -hmm. important for us to not be like copies of every other person, which is a huge theme of the movie. You Mm -hmm. know, one one of the first things I noticed when we were watching this movie is I was like, oh my, holy shit, like, there's so much going on, like, why, why did we choose to record a podcast about this movie first? Like, we that are movie that's saying idiots. so much. Yeah. Like, we don't know. Yeah. Um, but, like, one of the first things I noticed was, like, when he's standing at the copier, everyone in front of him is also copying things, and they're holding the same damn Starbucks cup. Yeah, well, that's actually, you know, I saw something about that, that the director included, tried to include a Starbucks cup in, in almost, every yeah. single scene. Yeah, yeah. that's... It's pretty amazing. And then you get to the point where they start the um, the Mayhem Club. What is yeah, it? Project Mayhem. Like Project, Project Mayhem, Mayhem yeah. Um, and they all lose their names. It, it's just like you said. It's a circle. Like the cir- they That's go, right. They yeah. cycle just back to exactly, exactly what they were before Fight Club. Yeah. They all shave their heads. They all move into the same house. They all wear the same clothes. They all lose. Did I already say they lose their names? Yeah, Shit, you did. You said know. like three times. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I to anyone listening that doesn't know me, um, I talk very loudly and I repeat myself a lot, and I don't think about things until after I've said them. So that's very <laughs> important for you to know. Um, <laughs> yeah. But anyhow, and he's like, the Project Mayhem. Um, 
participants are like living at this house and they're, you know, working on the house and Tyler Durden um, is standing there screaming at them saying, you are nothing. You're no, you're not special. You're the same organic matter that all of us are. Um, and it's, yeah, it's very self-actualized in the sense of like it, they've literally become everything that they were trying to avoid by going to fight club to begin with. Exactly. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, uh, that's really interesting. Which I think another thing that it says to me is just like how power corrupts. Like, I don't really know if that's the theme the director was going for the writer, um, writers, directors, anyone that worked on the film. Um, yeah, you know, if that's what they were going for, but like, yeah, I mean like that's what happens. Tyler Durden becomes what he was so against, um, not and, against eager, eager. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, like, but I mean, I like think. society was against him becoming that. Yeah, and he was, he just had that feeling in the back of his head, and he finally went there, and then he realized this is just the same thing for sure. And he's like, that comes comes back to the balance thing. I yeah, think, no doubt that he um, finally feels at the ending, and that's that's why I like the ending so much is because he's watching this destruction that he's created, but he's not affected. He's by not it. affected yeah. by it. And he's not, he's not overly happy. He's not overly upset. Yeah. Okay. So, um, we definitely just kind of just talked. Yeah. Yeah. On like the themes. Um, and I guess how the movie impacted us. Um, I want to take a minute to talk about what I liked about it. Yeah. Um, I loved obviously the message. Um, I loved the way it was filmed. Mm -hmm. Um, I liked that. T- the narrator was speaking to us the whole time and not only that there were literally shots where he's looking into the camera and describing things like quentin tarantino does that all the time and yeah i, I do and martin sorcese yeah, too. yeah I um that thing. and so because i mean like it doesn't take me I, if anything it brings me back it like yeah. reminds me this is a movie yeah you know like there are definitely a time of pl- like times and places like a movie like 1917 where like i need no distractions. I need to be in this the whole time. Mm-hmm. But movies like this, like it was so nice to just get a refresher. Like, dude, is it, you know, like yeah, it. I say it pulls you out. It pulls you out in a good way. Yeah, you know. Um, and of course, it's hilarious because that's the scene where Brad Pitt is changing the film, um, and he's yeah. putting the <laughs> images. Yeah. Um, and uh, so I loved that. Um, I loved. Oh, I'm gonna say it. I'm going to say, I loved the vibe. <laughs> I <laughs> loved, loved the, 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 the whole early 2000s, 90s thing was, you know, that's like been glorified for me because mm-hmm. of the music I'm into, because of the culture I associate with. That's been glorified for me. So yeah. obviously I liked it in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I really loved the scene at the end of the movie where... Um, the narrator who is, we've, we've learned that he is Tyler Durden is beating the shit out of himself. Yeah. Um, and it cuts between the, the garage camera footage and, um, the actual fight scene, the fight yeah. scene and the callbacks to Bruce Lee. Yeah. Um, all of the choreography, almost all of the choreography that Brad Pitt was doing was directly ripped off of a Bruce Lee fight scene. Yeah. Um, and I, coming from... Jackson would know these things, okay? Yeah. Um, I had a, a phase, I guess you could say, an ongoing phase. It's definitely still a part of my life. It <laughs> defines me. Yeah, for um, sure. No, Bruce Lee in any martial arts movie. Hopefully you guys won't have to hear too much of uh, martial art you know, movie reviews for uh-huh. me. It might come, I don't know. Whatever you guys want, let me know. Yeah. Um, 
But anyhow, so yeah, those were things I liked. Um, um, so I guess I could talk about some things that I liked. Yeah. I liked a lot of the technical aspects of it. I loved the the scenes of Brad Pitt in the early movies, just the one, like a single shot of Brad Pitt in a single frame. I loved that because I'd never seen that before. That yeah. was something totally new to me. Um, I loved the vibe of the movie. Like you said, it was very 90s, very grunge. Um, also the... Also, the uh, the message was really strong, and I like movies that are trying to say something, you know? I don't want a movie that's just, you know, it's just a s- stupid story. I right. mean, well, sometimes those are enjoyable, but... For sure. I, sometimes For I like this to watch kind movie. of movie, I totally get what you're saying. Yeah. For this kind of movie. Mm-hmm. I think I enjoy something that's saying something, making a point, yeah. you know? And I think that that was important for this movie, for sure. I also loved a lot of the symbolism in the movie. Yeah. Um, like the thing, the burns on his hands, the the imagery of them walking down the street, like I said. Um, I loved the ending shot with the music. I thought it was really beautiful. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it just kind of encapsulated that whole, let me say it again, <laughs> um, that whole 90s vibe. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, to your point about movies having a point, um, I really like it when a movie feels like kind of like, a micro apocalypse in the sense of like, after you witness this, like you're never going to be the same again, which couldn't be more fitting for like the time we're in right now. Like we're experiencing a macro apocalypse where like none of us are ever going to be the same after the coronavirus. Like this has changed the way we are going to view Mm -hmm. our lives forever. Um, and in the same way, a movie like The Matrix, it, just speaking in terms of the 90s, um, a movie like The Matrix or Fight Club, they're like micro-apocalypses. It's like you watch it, and for some people, it probably really woke them up. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. But, you know, like I think that that was kind of what the filmmakers could have been going for, um, and it, it, it worked for me. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really good. Um I don't even really have anything bad to say about it. I don't really think I have the credibility to say anything bad about it. Yeah. The only things that I didn't like were just things that didn't age well with time. Like the, C- yeah. the CGI, the 90s sweeping shots through buildings. Yeah, but sure. those are things that, those are stupid nitpicky It's just things. weird technical things. I mean, yeah. I guess I could say that I didn't really, um, I didn't, at one point, I didn't, wasn't huge on the pacing uh, in the like, middle, there yeah. were some scenes where I was just like, okay, like I want to see what's happening. Right. I, I did, it just lost me just for a second. Mm-hmm. I was still obviously really engulfed in like the themes and like what was being yeah. just told. But like, as far as the actual movie plot goes, like at one point in the middle between, it was when Tyler Durden disappears and he's running around the country. I mean, like it's important to the plot. It was a little bit before that too, but that area, it, like I said, the pacing just kind of. For me, it I dropped off for a second. Yeah, it was, I know what you're talking about. It was like 10 minutes in the, uh-huh. in the yeah. middle to end of the movie. Yeah. that, And then it picked right back up and I was fine. But for I know sure. what you're talking about. So you want to go ahead and give it yeah. your rating? I think we'll, I think we'll give yeah. it our unprofessional, <laughs> our casual rating. These are um, in no way important. Uh, no. These don't not. mean anything. You guys know what this movie is. You know this movie is amazing. Yeah. I don't have to tell you. Yeah. Um, so I think I'm going to give it a six-pack of bush light. A six-pack of bush light. Yeah. I think that um, I think that whatever that means to you, for many people, it's um, joy. This movie gave me a lot of joy. I'll go ahead and give it. I'm gonna give it four point five. Don't talk about Fight Clubs out of five. <laughs> don't talk about Fight Clubs. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, that's. 
I think that we should replace that quote that everyone says from the yeah. movie with um, sticking feathers up your butt doesn't make you a chicken. That's, isn't that, that's going to be the name of I this would episode. so much rather people say, every freaking person alive says don't talk about Fight Club. Yeah. If we could just say sticking feathers up your butt doesn't make you a chicken, that, that would be, that's, yeah. that's more representative of this movie, I think. Yeah. Well, yeah. I just think that the don't talk about Fight Club thing is like, a, everybody knows what that right. is, you know? Like, yeah. That's just something that like just snowballed out yeah. of control. I'm just pretentious. <laughs> <laughs> well. Yeah. So, um, I think that I'll just throw it in there. We're going to put actual like number reviews, um, in the footnotes of our shows. Um, so if you are curious about just like what our number would be, even though in my opinion, the numbers are kind of stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll put it in the footnotes just for you guys to know, or in us to, I guess, quantify whatever it is we're feeling. Which again, yeah, I guess that's is, important. I yeah. think. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I think that we probably might not have talked about everything. Maybe we could have yeah. because this movie could probably be talked about. It still is being talked about 20 years later. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I also that's think just that, kind of our take. Yeah, this was kind of, like, all over the place in certain yeah. ways, but I think Just that, like us. Just, exactly. Just like us. But I think it'll get a little bit more... Yeah, for sure, with time. We'll formatted with... with yeah, I mean, yeah. it was... We definitely... Honestly, <laughs> we took on a big challenge talking about freaking Fight Club yeah. the first time. Yeah, we could so, have picked an easier movie to talk yeah, about with less... I was just psyched about... I, I really wanted to see this movie, and, um, you know, that's that's why I wanted to do this one. So, yeah, if you haven't seen Fight Club um, and you hate your everyday life, um, you should watch this movie. (laughs) But also if you just enjoy movies or you just are a human being, you should probably watch this movie. Yeah. Um, cause I think it was, I think it's just something that a perspective that everyone should consider whether they agree with it or disagree with it or think that it's, you know, the word of God, Mm -hmm. maybe don't because then you might blow up buildings or, well, I don't think, hopefully that won't happen, but hopefully not. This movie came out 20 years ago, so... Right, I mean... And not much has happened between now and then. Yeah. Well, <laughs> a lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so... Um, I, think I think we'll I think we'll close this out with saying, um, if you are listening, thank you. Um, thank you for giving, giving us a chance. And um, if you want to hear more, let us know. Um, I think the, the only platform, this could be wrong. We'll, we'll update you guys when we come up with some sort of scheme as to how we're going to do this. The logistics behind all this are definitely still kind of up in the air. Yeah. We're very disorganized people. We're so. kind of winging it. To exactly. Be honest, Which but... is, it's fun. Look yeah. At us. Yeah. We're, we're having fun. I'm having fun. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, we're definitely going to have an email. We're definitely going to have an Instagram and Twitter. Um, I, I say definitely, we're probably going to have both of those. Yeah. Um, whatever's easiest which brings me to this, um, whatever's easiest for anyone listening to feel like they can interact, interact with us. That's kind of what we want. Um, when I say kind of, I mean, that's what we really want. Um, so I'm going to leave this episode. Um, first off, I guess I should say too, we'll post in the footnotes of this show, whatever means of getting a hold of us, there will be. Um, and then of course with that, that's how you're going to be notified of new episodes Um, And that's how you're going to be notified of what kind of like questions or prompts we might want to ask you guys for just like, you know, like what should we do next or like what Mm -hmm. should we do less of? What should we do more of? You know, all this stuff is like huge to us because like we're not we don't make podcasts. 
No. You know, we, we're just, we're just two dudes. We're just two dudes <laughs> making a podcast. So, um, yeah, we want to hear from you guys. Yeah. Uh, and also, lot. uh, also be sure to follow it. Yeah, for sure. That'll keep you updated. Absolutely. For sure. Yeah. If, if you don't want to follow the social media or all that, you just want to listen, then just follow us. And I mean, if you feel like it, share it. Yeah. Show absolutely. it to your friends if you want to. Yeah. I mean, anyone that you know that loves movies and then give your child, you know, give yourself a chance to kind of like influence what we're going to do because mm-hmm. like, like I said, we, we want to hear from you. So, um, yeah, I think I'm going to leave this podcast with two questions for you guys. Um, the first one is what did we talk about or not talk about, about fight club that really resonated with you? Um, and then also what are your top three favorite movies from the two thousands to the 2010s? It's mm. gotta be three of your favorite movies. Yeah, and maybe maybe we can take a look at if we get some responses to that, yeah. we can take a look at those oh, we movies. Will. Yeah. We will. Um oh, we and will. tell us why. Don't just don't just say, Oh, it was this. I mean you can if you want. Um but I would love to know why it's your favorite movie. Um and so yeah, let us know and I guess with that we'll close we will, we will see you next time. Yeah, thank you guys for listening. Of course. Bye bye.